welcome everybody. This is the first of many Wikipedia or many panel discussions we'll be having here in the Discord lounge chat with Idea Market. And this is kind of the community hub on Discord. But today we're going to be talking about the Wikipedia Markets launch coming up in December. So we'll be talking with some of the core team Idea Market team members, including Mike Elias and James Ellis. Uh, we also got Matt here. Matt Byron from the community and anyone's welcome to join and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can after we do the introduction and we get started. You can also drop questions or links in the lounge chat um, above this. And if you're watching this on the live stream, you can hop in that discord and join us at ideamarket.io slash discord. So three things we're going to kind of get into today is what is idea market? What, uh, what is Wikipedia, which hopefully most of you guys already know and you're familiar with, and how are these two going to complement each other with the upcoming launch of the Wikipedia market? So the platform behind this incredible community is Idea Market, obviously. You can go check them out at ideamarket.io if you haven't already. But Idea Market is essentially circumventing the mainstream media to become the credibility layer of the internet. Currently, you can buy or list your Twitters, Substacks, or Showtime market on, on, on Idea Market. And if you're an influencer, content creator, or you're building a community brand or business, it's a great opportunity because it gives you everyone an opportunity to invest in the people who are generating solid ideas, trustworthy content, and putting out great stuff on their accounts. So when you're listing your account, you're essentially like linking it to a blockchain currency and giving yourself an additional revenue stream. Plus, you're allowing your supporters to buy in and profit from the cumulative growth um, as more people buy the account listing. So the big idea behind this is that we can make lying expensive by taking the power away from mainstream media and putting it in the hands of everyday internet users like you and me. Not only can you profit from investing in your interests and ideas you believe in, but you can help us help us filter out the truth from the lies. So we let the market decide which information and voices deserve attention. Uh, that's idea market in a nutshell, and you can check it out and go get your account listed at ideamarket.io. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about Wikipedia. So I'll just give you a brief introduction to Wikipedia if you're not really familiar, but it's a free content online encyclopedia that's written collaboratively and maintained by a community of volunteers through a model of open collaboration using wiki based editing systems. And a wiki system is just in general, um, a collaboration of hypertext publications, meaning anyone can access them and they link to other articles and it's uh, edited and managed managed by its own audience. So it's a powerful tool for uh, content and for co collecting knowledge and information. Wikipedia itself is the most popular based wiki, wiki site, having been ranked in the top 20 since early 2007. It was initially launched in 2001 by Jimmy Wales and Larry Sanger in English, but quickly translated into a bunch of different languages. Now there's a whole lot of different languages, um, but it combines over overall, there's over 57 million articles and it tracks around 2 billion unique visits per month, which is crazy. Uh, there's about 1.9 edits going on per second on the wiki. So the English-based one is the largest collection with over 6 million articles. Overall, Wikipedia has received a lot of praise because it enables the democrati democratization of knowledge, and uh, it also has a wide extent of coverage, unique structure, culture, and it reduces the amount of commercial bias and in information because uh, there's not it, it takes it takes it away from the the mainstream media and puts it in the hands of individual editors a lot of people have criticized it about being uh, easily tampered with but wikipedia has added 
a lot of uh, systems to ensure high standards. So even in like medicine and health articles, there's a pretty high editorial standard there, which gives peer to peer reviewed journals and university textbooks as source. And, and it's led to um, a lot of people trusting Wikipedia as a source for knowledge. And due to its increasing popularity, uh, they have had editing restrictions on certain pages. So if you don't know that they for for instance, in a lot of different Wikipedia's you have to be a verified editor to actually go in and make changes. Um, but in 2021, an article in the Columbian Journal Journalism Review identified Wikipedia's page protection policies as perhaps the most important means at its disposal for regulating its market of ideas. So it's a really cool it's a really cool place to get information. And now we add in add in the credibility layer of the internet, which is Idea Market, and it's launching its own unique marketplace for Wikipedia page listings, allowing users to list specific pages and buy tokens associated with those pages and profit from being first or early to invest in the ideas behind these individual listings as they grow in popularity. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how this works and what to expect on launch in December and how you can get involved as well. So I'll turn it over to Mike. Uh, Mike's the founder of Idea Market, and he's going to talk a little bit about the Wikipedia page listings and how that's all going to work and tie into the marketplace of ideas. Mike, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Lovely intro. Um, in spring of this year, the GameStop phenomenon happened. And many of you may be familiar, but if you're not, game, the GameStop phenomenon was a bunch of retail investors banding together to pop a short at uh, some large hedge funds had put irresponsibly on the GameStop stock. And a bunch of people just got together on Reddit in the Wall Street Bets subreddit and pooled their money to pump up the price of the GameStop stock in order to basically give the middle finger to Wall Street. They wanted to send a message that the institutional class could hear in a language that it could understand, which is money and financial markets. And this became not only like a financial play to pop the bubble of this irresponsible short and rain money down on oneself, but also it was an opportunity for the public to express a message using markets, using Wall Street. The problem is Wall Street isn't designed for message sending. So the only message that the public could send was something very vague and ill-defined like FU Wall Street. You couldn't really go into much more detail than that. And that message was pretty clearly expressed, by the way. Um, but the public here was discovering that it can use markets as a means of communicating with itself, as a means of sending a signal that the institutional uh, world and legacy finance world uh, can't ignore. And that, that's a very powerful moment for people in a sort of activist, uh, freedom of speech, uh, democratic, uh, public influence sort of sense. Um, but since Wall Street isn't designed to send messages, there's not a whole lot you can do with that now. Idea market, by contrast, is specifically designed to allow the public to use markets to communicate with itself, to send messages. We're creating assets that are not um, stocks, they're not ownership in companies, they're not assets, um, which tend to be used as, as proxies for sending messages. We're allowing people to use markets to curate information itself in various ways. The Twitter market is a way of curating 
curators, basically, curating people who decide what to share with their audiences, people who talk about various things. So by uh, buying uh, tokens for Twitter accounts, you can elevate people that you believe deserve more attention on Twitter because of the work that they're doing and the things that they're saying. Wikipedia market allows people to buy into concepts abstractly without any distinct content about them. What we're doing with the Wikipedia market is basically borrowing Wikipedia's idea codification system so that instead of having to decide, well, where does one concept begin and end, Wikipedia has sort of solved that problem in a certain way for its own purposes. And since it's already very well known, we're just borrowing their page titles in order to decide you know, what constitutes a concept. So if you think the world needs to be more aware of something like hyperinflation, you can buy the token for that. And if you think the world needs to be aware of uh, some obscure French philosopher who has a Wikipedia page, you can buy the Wikipedia page for that. And this use case not only blows out the GameStop model and gives it uh, more power to the public and, and more usefulness in that respect, it also uh, tests one of Idea Market's core hypotheses, which is that the world's best information is not actually secret. It's just uncool. It's just unacknowledged. There's an extraordinary amount of information that is incredibly impactful and important, surprising, and not acknowledged. A lot of it is even already on Wikipedia. Many people in various fringe cultures have pointed out all the uh, CIA Operation Wikipedia pages that are on Wikipedia, MKUltra, Operation Mockingbird, all those things. These are overt operations that the United States intelligence community has undergone that would blow your mind in terms of the precedent of mendacity that they have set and that aren't necessarily uh, over, that may be continuing in various ways. So a lot of the you know conspiracy theories and weird uh, things that people suspect are going on, there really may be historical precedent for. Uh, and continued precedent for. And if the public wants to have any semblance of democracy, we need to be able to decide, hey, that that is important and to uh, force that into the public discussion so that we can have a democracy that's informed, that's based on an informed electorate. It's actually informed because these are things that really matter. And they're not secret, they're public. And the Wikipedia market allows us to use this combination of Wikipedia and idea market to make sure that those incredibly important things have their proper place in the public conversation. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was a good that was a good summary overview. So, how exactly will it work when somebody wants to list a Wikipedia page? Can you get into that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So, if there's a, a Wikipedia page that you think is important, contains important information, or just refers to an important phenomenon. And you would be surprised what has Wikipedia pages. For example, meme Epstein didn't kill himself has its own Wikipedia page. Not, not the guy, Jeffrey Epstein, but the meme has its own Wikipedia page because that's a phenomenon in its own right. So when there's something that has a Wikipedia page that you think deserves this kind of public attention and support, you can basically copy the URL and submit it through Idea Market to create a listing. And that listing will be on the market as an asset that you can buy. And uh, the market will curate these Wikipedia pages according to uh, amount of 
money deposited behind them. So it's basically public knowledge and attention measured in capital risk or curated by capital risk. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any questions from the audience or anything you want to add to that, James? Yeah, the only thing I'd add is it's something you said at the start, which was interesting, um, which was, you know, you said about, um, you know, you introduced idea market, which is fair enough because idea market's quite new and not everyone's going to know what it is. But it was interesting. You then said, oh, now I'll, I'll explain what Wikipedia is, which actually, you know, it's quite surprising. Wikipedia is fairly young in terms of uh, I remember when, you know, it must have been more when I was around. 13, 14 was when Wikipedia, the teachers started saying, look, you can't just use Wikipedia right. every time. Right. And it, it, it attained, obtained a universality pretty quickly. But now, you know, the idea of if you're on the Internet, you know what Wikipedia is, right? Mm -hmm. If you type in a, if you type in a term or idea, like you're eventually going to get a Wikipedia article of some form, unless you you're typing in something really obscure outside of those 53 million variables, which we're on about. Um, so the idea, you know, we're dealing with something which is basically like the Coca-Cola of the internet, right? It's like, you know what this is. And if you don't, then I don't know where, I don't know where you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and as such, there's, there's, that's an important point there, um, that given that Wikipedia receives so much attention, it is a hotbed and a battleground of propaganda activity. You have activists, often extremely well-funded, often even funded by nation states, on many sides of a contentious issue, aggressively editing Wikipedia pages in order to create a certain impression. Um, this is also likely influences Wikipedia's uh, editorial policies and community policies and things like that. Um, and to the extent that Wikipedia's own co-founder, Larry Sanger, now denounces Wikipedia as uh, being incredibly uh, American left politically and uh, being an, an outlet, a propaganda arm for the American left, which I think is, is a case that, that can be made, especially given that so many of the tech companies that refer traffic to Wikipedia are uh, dominated by the same kinds of demographics. So I also want to add that Wikipedia is definitely, while it is definitely the default encyclopedia of the internet, we are using Wikipedia listings not necessarily to surface all the information about a given topic, or even the best information about a given topic. It's really to surface the topics themselves. Wikipedia market, in effect, allows the public to answer the question, what should the whole world Google right now? Or what should the whole world search obscure corners of Twitter for right now? Because it's not the case that the best uh, information or the most kind of radical information is likely to make it to Wikipedia because uh, being radical means it'll be disruptive and kind of annoying to the powers that control where most attention goes these days. Um, but nonetheless, we have the opportunity to decide uh, which sort of keywords are represent the openings of rabbit holes that you can follow uh, very deep and uh, to some low-hanging intellectual fruit. Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense. And also, I mean, something that's interesting is that Wikipedia's general structure in terms of um sunk cost and one's valuation of something is equally like feedback loop reliant on the democratic process with regards to editing something right so if you really value something then those people it's completely free to put in time to edit it and just to throw in a small digression and uh, anecdote which i found the other day in terms of you know the 
the lengths to which people find value in small things and will absolutely uh, hold their corner when it comes to some argument. Uh, someone linked me, and I think it's making the rounds on Twitter now that it's a bit more well-known, the Wikipedia article for Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, the, there was an editing war in relation to the word into of whether or not it should be capitalized, and it now stands at 40,000 words long, the debate as to whether or not that word should have been capitalized. I'll send it to you later, Mike. It's pretty funny. But that is just an example of, you know, the... the and I mean, it's a funny example, but I think it's a great example in terms of how, uh, as a value proposition, once, you're, once you're, you've put the risk or the monetary risk into these things, there is qu clearly this fundamental uh, democratic process under which anyone can enter into if the, you know, the, the means to prove your, your case is there. Um, and it's all completely you know, within Wikipedia in the history. So it's like a market with a, it's like a market with a, you know, a democratic history, which you can say, look, actually, this is wrong. And here's why. And I get to say why. And so in that, in that sense, there is almost an ability, which perhaps we've, you know, we haven't highlighted as much. There is an ability almost to have some interaction in a way, uh, in terms of the legitimacy and uh, epistemological framing of your of the thing you've invested in right you can be like i've invested in this oh and the thing's sort of changed i can go in and i can become an editor and i can look into this which i think is 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 you know a, an interesting market dynamic for sure and i'm not i'm not saying that we can go in and edit it and change it to something completely different but in terms of the framing of that conversation um i think there there is actually a lot of scope there yeah absolutely i have that does seem sort of like a proof of work of a sort of a kind consensus mechanism that if you care a lot, you will spend the time editing and you will uh, get in there and kind of fight for your um, view of, of things to be included in the final versions of articles and, and you have to maintain that as well. I have heard that Jimmy Wales is very market oriented and has sort of left Wikipedia or, or built Wikipedia in a way that he could leave it alone to self-regulate using market type dynamics. And it sounds like that's uh, something that you're referring to. So I do hope that he will like what we're uh, building here. And especially given that Wikipedia will be entitled to a share of trading fees, uh, just as is every platform that we curate. And perhaps with enough activity, we can obviate Wikipedia's need to continue to ask the public for donations. Because uh, if, if this grows to the size that it could, it could very well replace that income stream altogether. Hmm. So a lot of people, when they learn about Wikipedia for the first time, or, or they when, when people hear about Wikipedia, they assume that it would be, if it's editable by anyone, it would be rendered useless by destructive input, by people messing with things and changing things, like offering free spray, spray cans to anyone to graffiti a, you know, a brick wall. But uh, you know, you'd think that it would end up with some ugly graffiti with people simply tagging and putting whatever efforts they want in, but it seems to have come together in a way that we have really high quality content on Wikipedia. And that's a really interesting dynamic. I was wondering if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. I must admit to not being a uh, Wikipedia historian uh, scholar, but uh, it's definitely worked out very well. And I think it was founded with the right kinds of goals and priorities in mind. And the degree 
to which it may be subject now of the battling, you know, demigods of attention management, uh, notwithstanding, um, it's it's still a, a tremendous achievement in decentralization and in in building a sort of philosophical infrastructure that uh, I think most of the world thinks needs needs to exist. I, I, I have a great respect for the way, um, at least in theory, Wikipedia seems to respect that knowledge has an element, an irreducible, irremovable element of subjectivity in it, and that it's not as easy as uh, referring to an authority to give the final word on anything. Mm -hmm. And how do you think that uh, the Wikipedia market will add to the democratization of knowledge, how Wikipedia has been going about it? Yeah. Um, Idea market itself isn't going to have a, I don't expect idea market will have a direct influence on Wikipedia's own policies. But if we can use Wikipedia's achievements in terms of categorizing ideas and using those as a jumping off point to do research into other things, and we can uh, leverage that system to have more honest and transparent public conversations about the issues that really matter to the public. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, those conversations are often limited to uh, what media corporations and social media corporations deem acceptable. Um, I said earlier, like the world's best information isn't kept secret, it's kept uncool. Idea Market's mission is to make curiosity cool. It's to make following honest, honest curiosity and honest uh, confusion socially acceptable. So to the extent that we can do that by making people who do that well wealthy, the extent that we can make curiosity a, a factor for becoming wealthy using a tool like Idea Market, we can change the nature of public conversations. And that's something that Wikipedia Market could be a crucial tool, especially if they align with us philosophically and want to integrate with us natively and like put a buy on idea market button on the top of every Wikipedia page, for example. Hmm. Um, but Wikipedia is an experiment in its continuing mission to move conversation in this direction. Um, whether Wikipedia itself becomes the leverage point for that is uh, remains to be seen. Looks like uh, Tesla Beam said, he said in chat, looks like idea market could be the next search engine for publicly funded credible content, question mark. I think that's really cool. There's definitely a lot of improvement uh, in theory to be to be gained in, in the search engine world. I know that Google, uh, I've been frustrating these days and I think a lot of people agree. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of publicly funded content, it's hard to distinguish what's publicly funded, but definitely we're aiming to allow the public to fund interest in and attention to various kinds of content, various ideas, various topics. Because I think one of the greatest losses that we face is how we fail to take advantage of the information that we already have. It's not so much that we need to make big breakthroughs and big discoveries. We do, and that's great. But we fail so often and so drastically to use the information that's already public that 
it's almost a non-issue. The, the, the incremental discoveries we might make and even the revolutionary discoveries uh, don't seem to be that different from the revolutionary discoveries that we've already made, that some, some person has already made, and we just are failing to capture this and failing to give those things the credibility and the attention that they deserve. So idea market sets up a, a market incentive, a venture capital type incentive for discovering these things and bringing them out into that spotlight. Um, a metaphor I like to use is, you know, there's there's the joke about the guy who gets trapped in a in a health food store and starves to death. That's kind of where the world is at, informationally speaking. We are collectively stuck in a supermarket. We have all the information we could possibly want, and we're focusing on this little shitty corner of it that's just like empty cardboard boxes because it uh, benefits the uh, legacy power systems to have us be focusing there so that they can kind of do whatever they want with the rest of the store. But we're here. The public is, the, the information is public. It's not a matter of access. It's just a matter of rearranging the incentives that shape where we focus our attention so that we are not afraid to be shamed socially for going, oh, there's a whole bread aisle over there. I'm going to go over there and just see what's there because it really is that simple. All the best, the world's best information is just sitting there like an object on a table or in an aisle, just waiting to be picked up and used. It is there. Um, the challenge is most of the time when people follow their natural curiosity, um, there are social consequences imposed uh, or communities call them names and expel them or people uh, try to hurt their reputations on TV and things like that. So we need to change the infrastructure in which we are operating so that the costs to naturally following our curiosity amid this supermarket of information are not so high and that the benefits are much higher. So Idea Market does that by uh, enabling people to make money by following and, and by serving the natural curiosity of, of public mm -hmm. and uh, that that helps make the social costs far easier to bear it's uh, it's easier to be called a conspiracy theorist if you're rich and have a loving audience and you've earned their trust and you're you know performing a public service that makes sense mm -hmm. jordan was asking he, he's wondering if we have any progress on what to do with wikipedia interest one idea he had was to give some to those who do long-term staking to incentivize doing so. Thoughts on this or other possibilities? Yeah, that's definitely an idea. Um, that remains to be seen. I, I wouldn't mind figuring out something really clever and interesting to do with that. In the meantime, we have some time to figure it out because the interest mechanisms won't be operating immediately. We have not plugged into an interest generating protocol since the move to Arbitrum, and that's a project that's currently underway, currently in research phases. So we have a little bit of time to decide that there won't actually be any interest uh, that accrues for likely another couple of months. Hmm. Okay. Hopefully that answers your question, Jordan. Um, another question. Yeah, by all means, let's let's keep brainstorming because that's that's, yeah. that's something that has a lot of potential. It could be a lot of money and, and we'd like to use it uh, intelligently, of course. Um, Piyush had a question. Innovations like Rome research are fueling a rise of personal wikis. How do you think these will affect the information landscape? Yeah, Rome 
is awesome. I'm a big fan, and they kind of have a very similar uh, philosophy about our unused knowledge. Rome is all about getting the most out of the knowledge that we already have. And idea markets approach is, is very similar, just on a more collective scale. Um, I could easily see a future in which idea market curates personal wikis that help people organize knowledge around a topic or uh, around a particular organization structure. I think there are a lot of potential ways for Roman idea market to work together to uh, help kind of bridge the gap between individual and collective knowledge management. We're on a lot of the same pages philosophically. Uh, details have yet to be uh, worked out, but that's definitely a, a collaboration I, I see on the horizon and would love to figure out some ways to bridge our, our products, of course. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense? At the very least, mm -hmm. I see Rome graphs becoming becoming listings. That's something that we could do quite easily. Mm -hmm. Thanks, yeah. Any other questions from you guys? Mike, one thing I want to ask you, what what is uh, what is the Wikipedia market a proof of? Was it a proof of? Yeah. Like you mean in terms of a consensus mechanism? Consensus mechanism, like proof of work. What is it? Well, what, in people's interaction with the the Wikipedia market that you know you're building, the idea market's building. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you think that proves in terms of what users want from? I guess enlarge the internet, but also what they want in terms of a voice, I guess. Yeah, I think it's less about proving anything specific as much as it is about giving people a new pathway of least resistance. Uh, if there's a lot of intellectual energy built up around a topic and it's not finding an outlet because it's kind of not allowed to, idea market uh, is acting like a lightning rod to allow that all to express itself, to allow people who feel, hey, this topic really deserves a lot more attention, to give them an outlet for that so that it has, it finds expression in a way that is uh, transparent and fair. So it's not so much that uh, the Wikipedia market will establish anything as definitely true or prove that X. Um, it's, it's a sort of weak proof that there's interest in a topic, um, but even that could be gamed as people buy into it. So it's really more of a component, like a and a kind of electrical component that allows something to happen, that allows a signal to pass through where otherwise it would have been stifled, then it is uh, a manufacturing of any kind of concrete certainty or, or proof. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could also say it's an instrument. It's not that the market itself will is proof of anything, but it will allow us to study what the public finds interesting and it will allow us to study information and what constitutes valuable, useful, salient information in a way that we never have before. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, as a, a new scientific instrument to measure information directly without using other things as proxies, I think is a is a reasonable way to think of it. Those are some good questions from the audience. If you guys have anything else, if you want to unmute or ask it, you can do that as well. Or if you have something to add to the discussion, feel free to do that. Otherwise, we talked about um, things that everybody should be Googling right now. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was pages that you thought people should be checking out and 
maybe some pages that might be listed when it does launch. Um, is there anything that you think right now people should be checking out that needs to be brought into public attention? It's a big, that's a big question. That's a big question. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to have that's people good. unmute themselves and just, yeah. And just shout it out. Yeah. yeah. If you want to unmute yourself, go ahead and just shout it out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I can give a bit more context too. that we don't want to give preferential treatment to any particular listings. Uh, but we do want to allow people to express what they want in advance so that when we launch, we can have some things ready for you. We can have some listings ready for you so you don't have to go through the extra step of making the listing yourself and paying the fees for that and all that. So we are collecting the most popular early requests to go live on launch day, which will be December 13th. That's a Monday. It'll hey. be... Uh, yes, 9 a.m. Pacific, which is when we tend right. to do things, noon it's Eastern, and uh, three weeks today. Yes, three, three weeks. weeks today. Three weeks from today. So yeah, that's that's some context here. We even have a little Google form for people to submit uh, Wikipedia pages that they think would be really hot early listings or things that that you would want to get in on uh, to make sure that you have the opportunity on day one. So this is that's some context for this this question that Sam is asking here. I'll go ahead and put that in the form here in the chat as well. But you guys can feel free to unmute yourself and ask that. Uh, is that link working? Hold on. Now it should be working there. Take out this duplicate. There we go. Ah, perfect. Okay, so there's the old launch date is in there, 11.11, but that has changed. It's now 12.13. So you can use that forum link in the lounge chat to submit pages that you want. Uh, Chris said he's not currently un unable to unmute. Let's just check your roles here. You should be able to unmute and talk. Advanced permissions. Well, while we figure that out, maybe we can start with some. James, do you have any off the top of your head, or should I start calling on the ones that we were well, discussing earlier? Well, I, I was thinking that really the ones that I'd like to see perhaps on the launch of something wouldn't be ones that are like blindingly obvious that, I don't know, for instance, if we're talking about things which are under a some people may still consider underappreciated, right? Some people might think uh, Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson, Brett Weinstein. I'd say these guys are pretty big, right? You know, they're pretty big. They're they've they've got their they've got their platform. I think you, you and you also don't want to go super super small. Of course, many people will, and I think you know absolutely go for it. But the ones I think I'd want to see are like figures who are, are mid range, but a lot of people will gain something from from seeing them in a new light or highlighting some aspect of them so for instance i mean this is a i guess it's like a con not a controversial one but a strange one but for instance i was just thinking one that would be good is ted kaczynski but actually what would be better would be to highlight the manifesto page instead so you're you're directed away from him and you're saying look actually the thing that people ignore 
is this thing. So it can actually highlight the the you know everyone everyone's drilled in on the horrible aspects which were horrible, but then you highlight the thing you go yeah but there's there's still something there that's of real interest. So using Wikipedia to like sort of uproot presuppositions about certain things. I've gone in with a. Oh. That I guess fairly, you know, try people use the market to its to to possibly even see see things in a different light. You know, a Wikipedia page off something you already know, and you go like, "Oh, I never knew they did that, or I never knew they were involved in that." Right. So yeah, like who, who, who would you, who would yours be, Mike? Um, I'm trying to think of dead people because they have the distinct advantage of not having Twitter accounts or Substack accounts. Um. There are a lot of obscure weirdo physicists that I like, like Victor Schoberger, who kind of figured out a different cosmology of water and flows of things. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but uh, he's kind of the Wilhelm Reich of physics in certain ways. And uh, guys like him, who discovered or created new metaphors for modeling the physics of the world, um, I think there's just a ton of leverage there because when you look at the same world through a different lens, a whole different set of priorities and patterns becomes illuminated, and these things have not, these depths have not, have not been plumbed. The, these, the advantages of looking through various lenses have not been plumbed. We've all sort of been sort of uh, railroaded into a single uh, model of physics that doesn't even make an incredible amount of sense. And uh, I think there's there's a lot of leverage to capture from guys like that. And it, typically his work is uh, only appreciated by little pockets of nerds who are into that kind of thing. I know Garrett, uh, Idea Market Chief of Staff Garrett, who's not here right now, has a similar kind of character that he wants to list, but I won't blow his cover. That's, uh, that's the kind of person that comes to mind for me. I especially like um, little niche people and documents i thought the manifesto was a great idea because it's uh it's not a person uh i think those are the really interesting because they will especially speak to those you know autodidactic nerds who are used to talking about these things in little private clusters and not really having the ability to force them into public awareness and i think that will be a, an interesting um and, and refreshing thing to see I know that if I was looking at, you know, the new Reddit and saw Victor Schoberger on there, I'd be like, wow, this is this is a different kind of a place and uh, the social media that we're that we're used to. So I, I think there's a strong angle there to really speak to the unheard weirdos, the obscure geniuses who have cured cancer in their mom's basement, but no one knows because there's not really an infrastructure for that. Um, those are, those are the kind of listings that, that really speak to me. One that uh, was posted in chat was Charles Sanders Pierce. Yes. Pierce. Happens to be pronounced Pierce. I only know that because Pierce. I took a class on, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I took, I took, I majored in philosophy, so I've heard of Pierce. But uh, yeah, who, 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 who posted Pierce? And uh, let's talk about it. Lauren did. Nice, Lauren. Yes, I took a class on pragmatists. That, that's what it was. Yeah. I'm a big fan of William James. So that's there we go. Um, Lauren, if you can unmute yourself, I would love to hear your. She can't. She your can't right now. For Mr. She's... Purse, Doctor Purse. Okay. 
right. Well, I look forward to seeing that one in, in the text chat at some point. I posted links to these as well. Um, let's see. What else we got in here? God, I love having pragmatist graphic designers. That is a surprise I did not know was in store. That's Pragmatism so underrated. Oh man, with a with a capital P though. It's not it's not your father's. Well, it's not very pragmatic. So it's more <laughs> of it's a, it's a whole whole different kind of animal. It's epistemology without ontology. Mm. I just yeah, yeah I, I remember one I would I would list actually. Uh, Li Ching Yuan. Have you heard of him? Sounds familiar, but so yeah, he was born he was born in 1677 and he died in 1933. So he was Love uh, it. Love he it. was. 260 something Whoa. when he died yeah man uh 14 marriages uh and his longevity was down to medicinal herbs so oh, wow and like i like the fact wikipedia isn't even like they're pretty just fine they're like you know they just say like this is what we got normally with these kind of things they they yeah. they have that little thing where they're like claimed to it's like well no this guy they send out an army of guys to go out and put allegedly before everything interesting yeah (laughs) that's when you know that's when you know you're talking about the real the real deal but this is this is i mean this for those who then you're on to a wikipedia article called longevity claims and normally anyone who's into (laughs) life extension could back longevity claims and there you have a resource of where i if these guys, you know, you could then go through them and find uh, people who lived super, super long. Yep. And I in... think that's a perfect, perfect demonstration. Mm-hmm. Chris's question, I think Chris was trying to get at asking, basically he had a long question and he can't unmute right now, but he was asking what difference is ID and market going to make in everyday life right now? And you can answer this, Michael, but I think just what you said, like even having those accounts listed and those pages listed, like that guy and longevity and or, or pragmatis, pragmatism, having those things listed and being able to see them there, that automatically is bringing it into light, bringing it into focus for people to, to learn and to find information that, that otherwise would kind of get buried. Like it's laying there on the table, but it, it might be buried and you might never see that. I, I think the big short-term ambition is to make curiosity cool again, to make it okay to talk about stuff that goes against the sort of modern scientific materialist paradigm and the you know, MSNBC Fox spectrum of discussion. Uh, because if humanity already knows that humans can live to be 200, what was it, 33 or something like that? 260. That's, that's excuse Crazy. me, excuse me for, pardon my French, but it's kind of fucking important. It's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Wow, that actually matters a little bit. That shakes things up. That changes what we mean by healthcare. That changes what we mean by life insurance. That changes what we mean by nutrition. And you know, these are no no small potatoes here. The size of the wrenches that we can throw into the modern machinery of bullshit is is really quite infinite in cases like this. And that's where I think the value comes from. At even if you even if you're a very capitalist cynic and are just thinking about information value in terms of dollars the amount of economic value that could be unlocked from the information that is public but ignored think about that think about that Mm -hmm. 
I think that's a good answer to the question. Um, what difference can idea make in everyday life right now? I think that, that hit the nail on the head. Any other questions cool, from yeah. you guys? Any other questions from you guys or any other important accounts you want to talk about or, or uh, pages, I mean? All right. Well, I submitted that or I put that form in there and pinned it as well in the lounge chat so you guys can find that by looking at the pinned messages and submit I'll them share another via that couple. form. I'll share another couple because yeah. I want to I comment on, on James's too because I really like James's example because it's someone, something that is, is quite concrete. Um, if, you, if you review the evidence, I don't know this particular guy's case, but I assume it's, uh, if, you, if you look at the evidence, it's not actually hard to see that, hey, this guy really kind of lived and there's, there's something to this, that it's, it's a very sort of concrete, open and shut anomaly. It's uh, when throwing wrenches into machinery of bullshit, the wrench has to be as solid as possible, it has to be made out of hard stuff so that it really rips up the wheels of, of the machinery. Mm -hmm. And so the more concrete, more indisputable things that we can find and surface, the better. The more, um, more solid the anomalies we can surface, the better. And another example would be there was some guy who was a master breatharian, which means he got all his nutrition and energy from sunlight. And he lived for over a year under scientific observation, like very strict controls, never ate or drank a drop of water. And this was extremely well documented. I don't know if he has a Wikipedia page, but uh, these kinds of things that just defy um, the explanation of the current paradigm need to be reckoned with and can provide a lot of value to, to have them be reckoned with. So these, these are the kind of listings that I really like that are just very open and shut cases that perplex the, the paradigm in which we're all kind of stuck uh, today. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. what, what do you think about the, the Wim Hof page? The Iceman. I, was, I literally went onto the Wim Hof page when you thought when you said about that because <laughs> Wim Hof's another one, right? Where he said like, "All right, well, inject me with." They injected him with a virus which would make yeah. you like throw up everywhere pretty quick, and he said, "Oh, I just you know, it's like full on fluey virus." And I think it was after an hour he just said, "Oh, I just had a little bit of a light headache," and it's like that's undeniable. It's like yeah. literally, literally undeniable. And of course, if people start going, well, it's just you. So then he, I think he found 20 people to do exactly the same thing. And the same thing happened again. It's like, well, That's all right. right, what do you want to do now? What are you going to do now? And then, you know, oh, but I there isn't, that. there isn't a page for that specific. So what would be really useful is a page for that specific, like the Wim Hof test. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause then you could, that's the direction, but Wim Hof page itself isn't very big at all. I thought it'd be bigger. Yeah, it's not. No, I, I absolutely love that. Like the combination of self guinea pigging, like within reason. I mean, don't go jumping into volcanoes and stuff. With with idea market could be really disruptive because if if Wim Hof can do stuff like that and organize what amounts to a s small scale, you know, scientific study among his followers, then I mean, there's there's a lot there's a great distance that that can be taken. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, I think a lot of the effect is to um, not only get 
tension on this information, but to make it socially acceptable to believe. Like it's really that our sort of innate human need to belong and be respected being leveraged against us to make sure that we don't believe certain things or that we only believe certain things. And if we can shake loose of that paradigm and just make it okay to believe, yeah, two humans can totally live 230 years. Humans can totally just live off the sun's sunlight. Humans can totally fight off viruses in an hour with just a headache. Um, these are all good things to know. These are all productive, beneficial, life-affirming things to know. And like so many things, it's our doubt that prevents us from enjoying the benefits of these things. It's not, it's, it's not that the world is so limited and we're so frail. It's that um, the psychoeconomics of social pressure make it seem mm. costlier to not live 200 years it makes it seem costlier to to live 200 years than it is to defy the people who say you can't live 200 years. You have to change the psychoeconomics, not ergonomics, yes, ergonomics, but psychoeconomics. You have to change the psychoeconomics so that it's uh, it's costlier to forgo the knowledge that we have than it is to pretend we don't have it. Mm -hmm. Opportunity cost there. Another, another Wikipedia site was Royal Rife. He's best known for his claimed beam ray invention in the 1930s, which could, he thought could treat diseases by devitalizing disease organisms through vibrations. Sounds very promising. Yeah. I believe it. Yep. Never heard of it before, but it seems I'm in. He also oh, had yeah. another... It's got... Okay. You know, it rhymes with a lot of things that, that you know probably work he also asked does idea market have plans to enter the metaverse where users can search content in interactive ways idea market is designed to be sort of a DeFi lego that plugs into any kind of content or social network we do plan to launch a market for nfts in the future where just all nfts will be ranked in the same way that twitter accounts are now so to the extent that the metaverse and nfts overlap or to the extent that NFTs are this sort of fundamental building block of the metaverse, the answer is yes. Though um, the core team isn't directly planning to get involved in the metaverse, it's just kind of too far outside of the scope. But we, um, you know, what we have built is designed to be extensible to all manner of social network and content types so that what ends up being relevant in the metaverse can be plugged right into Idea Market as well. Mm -hmm. And as the community grows and as the development ecosystem grows and gains its own sort of autonomy, um, more projects can be devoted directly to that. But for the time being, um, it's outside of the scope of the core team's uh, priorities at this particular moment. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, one person asked me before, this isn't a question in chat, but someone asked me, is, is buying um, a Twitter account or you know, a Wikipedia page like buying an NFT? or more like buying coins? It's more like buying coins. In fact, it is literally buying coins. Mm -hmm. um, the tokens that are associated with every idea market listing are minted by a bonding curve, which is like a digital vending machine that spits out tokens when you buy them and absorbs tokens when you sell them and, and spits money back. So the, uh, the bonding curve is just a software 
algorithm that keeps the price and supply tokens the same along a predetermined curve so that while the supply goes up, the price can go up too. It's a, it's a different way of doing price discovery than typically just having everything in circulation but and having, have, having it be a constant sort of auction between buyers and sellers. The challenge with that is you need to have liquidity. You need to have certain amount of buyers and sellers to get a market like that going. Idea market is designed to discover underappreciated and very obscure things. So you can't expect to have a big audience for those things when they first begin. Um, so instead of requiring uh, this perpetual auction between buyers and sellers like you have in a typical stock market, we're using a bonding curve, this sort of digital vending machine to allow people to buy and sell tokens directly from the protocol so that uh, you don't need a counterparty in order to start trading on something obscure. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. That was a really good explanation. But it is, it is tokens. Great. That, that was Thank a you. much better explanation than I gave, but similar. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was perfect. Any more questions? Tesla said it, it, he hopes it, it's going to be like being inside a landscape of information at some point, like small cubes you can enter to lead, that lead you to links. True, it's a couple of years away. I think, I think that would be awesome. I think that would yeah. be awesome if we have any 3D graphics designers who want to just take that and run with it, by all means. We have a subgraph. We you know, want to make this data all public. And you know, a large part of the fun is, is mining all the data for fun ways to visualize and interact with it, all the data that these markets create. Um, seeing all the fun that people have with TradingView, I think this will be you know, a, a whole dimension more interesting. Yeah, for sure. And the team that's been working on uh, the back end and the development, they've been working nonstop, super hard to make it as user friendly and feasible and smooth and beautiful looking as possible. They've been putting in a lot of great work. So go check out ID Market at idmarket.io and you can see what they've been doing over there. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff in development as well. And obviously the Wikipedia Market 1213 get hyped about that and submit submit links if you want to see them on there when it goes live uh, we'll be having another panel discussion next monday as well just uh, it'll probably be more of discussion of links and different information but you guys are welcome to join that as well and the long short shows on friday uh, we're gonna wrap it up here it is almost four o'clock or it's almost top of the hour so we'll Take any last questions you guys have. You can unmute and, and ask them now if you want. Chris is still typing in the chat. Otherwise, do you have anything uh, you final you want to add, Mike? Thank you guys for being here. I, I'm interested in the question, given that our intention is to come this lightning rod for frustrated intellectual energy in the same way that GameStop was. A question I'd like to leave with everyone is, what Wikipedia page do you think would be the best lightning rod? GameStop was kind of a unique case because there was a short open against it and it happened to also be a kind of a nostalgic company for a lot of the retail investors uh, who were fighting back against that short. So what Wikipedia pages would serve as, as really conductive memes to kick off this lightning rod phenomenon. We've discussed, for example, hyperinflation. We've discussed the page for the meme 
Christine didn't kill himself. Um, I'm interested in getting a lot more suggestions there and kind of mm -hmm. getting everyone's opinion on what single page, if we had to choose one to blow it up like GameStop, would uh, do the most to get this phenomenon underway. Mm -hmm. And there's a, in the knowledge shill category, there's a page for Wikipedias. So you can share them in there. If you think of one over the next couple days, post it in there. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. We will uh, get into this more in discussion in the channels as well. We've made a few different channels to the Discord where you can share about what you're working on and what you're interested in as well. So check out the different ones. we got a Wild Theories as well as a Brag Zone. But we really want you to introduce yourself because we want to know more about you guys. So if you haven't yet, head over to the Introduce Yourself channel. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your projects, what you're working on, what you're interested in, and uh, share some links in there as well. Uh, Vivaldi asked one last question. Have you, ever, have you guys ever thought of adding your own wiki? Interesting question. Um, we're currently using Rome for knowledge management and interested in ideas and how we can uh, do that in a smart way publicly. Because, yeah, we do want to make all of our uh, information public, especially all of our written work. I think the closest thing we have to a wiki is our docs, docs.ideamarket.io. That kind of acts as a white paper because it uh, serves up a lot of the uh, essential background information and details about the platform itself and the philosophy behind it. It's a great set of introductory uh, materials for a, a lot of a lot of the issues that people might find confusing and a lot of the things that separate our project from the others that exist in the world today. Awesome. I also have. I'll post in here the docs link for the user tutorial. If you're interested in enlisting your account, you can check out this tutorial as well. And that's part of the docs, so you can look through that if you were interested. All right, guys, I think that's all for today. If you have any more questions, drop them in the lounge chat and we'll uh, get to them in, in the text. But then we're going to wrap up the live stream today. So thanks, Mike. Thanks, James, and everybody else for joining us.